We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Another week, a Monday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio Today. All podcast on MPW Digital brought to you by Twisted T. More on them in a little bit, but we move ahead to LSU. Final thoughts on Alabama and the Rebels and Tigers. Five o'clock Saturday from Vault Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss returning home after the 24-10 loss to Alabama Saturday at Bryant Denny. So uh, we had a post game show. Check that out if you have not. A lot of thoughts. We'll probably repeat a few of those here um, today, but for the most part, you should go check it out. Should go um, listen to that post game show brought to you by Dead Soxy. Remember, twenty five percent off with Dead Soxy and code Rebel Grove for that. So we'll get into it in a second. First, Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know about the uh, the catering they can do, the, the specials they can do for your tailgate this weekend. If you're in the Grove, you're gonna need some uh, gonna, gonna need some meat, gonna need some protein, a couple slabs of ribs, pounds of pulled pork, good vegetables, side items, potatoes, macaroni and cheese, plenty much more. There at the Oxford Exxon lunch specials change every day five sixty nine two sides of bread thirty two ounce drink or really the size of drink of your choice but might as well get the big one because why not it is uh, the same price no matter what size you pick there with the Oxford Exxon the beer cave thirty four degrees of your alcoholic goodness and more and again committee from Clark Ford Studio we are Clark Ford's in Amory Mississippi six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number call it ask for Corey Clark tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for he'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours it's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, or uh, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that is hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests will join this week on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the uh, cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, um, you know, it, it's it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. I was checking the message board, looking a lot of, uh, a lot of threads. 
Yeah, I, I do look like I have more of a fade on my hair than I actually do. It, the camera creates that for some reason, but it's all good. Fine with it. Um, I'd say that I'd buy more cameras, but I'm not going to. So, Well, I don't think it's even the camera's fault. I think it's just angle and gotcha. light and, and everything yeah. else. Yes, we need a much more professional camera to fix the fact that it looks like I have a certain hairstyle. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I need, 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 need to correct that. Well, I get I get the regular uh, recommendations on doing this, this, and this, and this in the studio. And I'm like, you guys do realize that it's not really a studio, right? I mean, it's a room in a house. There's not really a studio. Well, go get one. Sure. Yeah. You know, college football fans during the week is it's an interesting deal because and fans in general i mean you know baseball doesn't play like this because it's so many games or whatever but football is perfect because it's the week and you got you, you every game matters more than it does in other sports because there's fewer of them it's all these different reasons they go through sort of like the five stages of grief after every loss and you, you and you see temperaments and attitudes and change and different things as the days go on and even from saturday to monday you sort of see a difference because we're in the post game show Emotions high. Everybody's very, very frustrated. Everybody's quite pissed off. A winnable game against Alabama that Ole Miss does not take care of, does not play well. Alabama plays and executes better, even in addition to having more talent, um, at least on the offense-defense side of the ball that, we, that we've hit on at nauseum at this point. And then I, I see it in the stream here, and it's true. You sort of get the – and I don't know if it's acceptance or if it's justification or what, but by Monday you sort of get the – you know, we're all saying eight and four and they lost to Alabama. Probably was going to be one of the four. So why are we freaked out? What is the thing that suddenly makes it the end of the world because you lost the one game? And I, and, and, and in a vacuum, I, you know, you get it because it was, hey, it's an opportunity. If you're going to take that next step and you're get all these things – and I think we probably should, and it probably is a thread on the board that has a poll of like what you think the record is going to be, and you keep stats and all that because there are the outliers. Obviously, there's some ten and two, and there's even some nine and three, and some crazy stuff. The vast majority would have been eight, eight and a half at most on a wins. The vast majority of normal fans. Yeah, it's well. It's, so I do think by Monday you get to the point you go, okay, you got problems to fix, and you. It, to, to me, it's not even about the game. It's about the spiraling nature of what is possible at this point if you're freaked out. It is not necessarily that you just lost at Alabama. Does that make sense? It's you lose to LSU, then Arkansas gets kind of weird, and you start doing this thing because, and I'm kind of setting up, the, I guess, the show here because I'm putting out three or four things that should be different segments, and I'm saying them all at one time. It's probably bad podcasting, bad hosting. But we, we said on Saturday night, Ole Miss – that college football is this week to week thing, and it's hard to necessarily predict what it's going to look like. We, you know, it, 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 one game doesn't go into the next, and all this stuff. We spent all this mileage on that. Well, Ole Miss's challenge now is okay. That's probably if, if if our hypothesis about what college football is is correct. Well, then sometimes you go win that game. You know what I mean? You go do the thing on the other side of it because it only works like that if you have the really bad day and the match that you, you don't get it done is if. There's this game that you go take on the other side that doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense from a matchup standpoint. You see what I'm saying? You can't simply go, well, it's just college football, but you only fall on the losing side of that. That doesn't work. Does that make sense? Kind of. There's a lot there. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you were someone, hand-raised, who went into the season saying 8-4, and four, and if you told me I'm off the game, I'd go 7-5. That was me. And I had Alabama as one of the losses. Okay. So from that standpoint, I'm not exactly plussed, right? I'm not – nothing threw me off. Now, if you look at it objectively and go, that didn't look like Alabama. 
Sure. That hasn't looked like Alabama. Through four games, that hasn't looked like Alabama of the last 15 years. And in the first half on Saturday, Alabama didn't look very good. If you look at that, you go, well, it's one of two things. Either it's a missed opportunity or you're not very good either. And so I don't know the answer to that because we don't have enough stuff in yet. There's not enough There's not enough data in to go, here's what they are. But we talked about this stretch for months and months and months. And now that we're in it, I think people have a tendency to try to, and I understand this, you try to justify what you saw and go, well, it's okay, we'll get this one. Sure, this one's now critical. Because here's the deal, it's bottom line. This is, this is where I come back on the Kiffin thing. Kiffin endeared himself to the fan base two ways. One, by being cute on Twitter, and two, by saying, hey, we're not here for moral victories. Mm-hmm. We're here to win championships. Now, I don't care what people did in the past. His words, we're here to win championships. If you don't win on Saturday, you're not winning a championship this year. Because you're not realistically, realistically, I think you have to look at the game in Athens in November as a likely loss. Sure, of course. No one beats them. Okay. Yeah, sure. Maybe somebody does, but the data says that they ain't losing much. So if you look at that as a loss and you lose to LSU, for you to get to Atlanta, Alabama has to lose four times. That's what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because Alabama owns the tiebreaker. Yeah, sure. So if you lose this weekend, realistically, you are not going to Atlanta, which means you're not playing for a championship. Now, 10 and 2 is still on the board. You're not going to a playoff. You, you can talk yourself into, hey, it's still going to be awesome. But at the end of the day, you're going to know, you know what? I was really hoping this was the year we went to Atlanta. I was hoping we would in the West one time before we went to the, 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 the no division thing. And that's off the table. And when that's off the table, what does the rest of it look like? And then you go back to the Alabama game and you go, man, that was kind of an opportunity. Well, there's no doubt it was. But, I mean, it plays into this. I appreciate this comment in the thread because I think it builds off what I'm saying. Josh Van Dyke says, quote, the vast majority thought 8-4 and four if the SEC hadn't been down across the board. Going 8-4 now seems like a disappointment. Okay, fair. I get it. There's problems in a lot of the West. How do you know you're not down two? Well, that's my point. How do you not know that you're in the exact same boat because it's just the era we're in? Now, look, I don't understand enough football. This is a Pete DeWeese question on why Ole Miss can't run the football. I don't know. I know the offensive line's not playing well. I get the overarching reason. I know what the Alabama coaching staff believes. I, I No, I get it. My point is, though, it is the exact same personnel as a year ago, or at least it could be. Jaden Williams isn't playing, all this well, stuff's Nick going Broker's on. Nick Broker's not there. That's true. Nick Broker's not there, and that matters. A lot. Yeah, that matters. You have a lot of people back. You have the running back back. You have the running backs back. You have all that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Now, I get Zach Evans isn't here, but you get my overall point. It went from being the number one running game in the college football outside of triple option offenses to this, which has been below average poor this season. They have not been able to run the ball consistently whatsoever to this point. 1.9 against Alabama. Didn't do anything against Georgia Tech. They've had to completely get out of their offense on that. So my point is, I don't know the whys. I don't know why Jaden Williams isn't playing. I have no clue. Right. But in saying that, I don't think it's fair to look across the board and go, God, the West is just down everywhere without looking at yourself in the mirror and go, well, hold on a minute. You're not running the football. 100%. You're putting so much pressure on Jackson Dart without receivers to get open down the football field. 100%. I'm going to defend Dart again today. Everybody's kind of jumping on Jackson, and I don't see it. I don't either. I mean, it's it's that deal where – 
we don't have enough sample size. Maybe they do something against LSU. Maybe they go win. They do all this stuff. You still don't know, even though we're a third of the way through the season at this point, that I have no idea what is, yeah, sure, that team really has issues, so that means Ole Miss is whatever. And that team looks at Ole Miss and goes, God, they can't even get Judkins to run the football. Because if you're, if, you're, if you're an A&M fan today, just do it. I, I get it. I get it. It's dirty. But you're an A&M, A&M fan today, and you're going through, through the schedule. You get to Ole Miss, and you go, they don't look right. Defensively, they're better. Sure. Shane's done a good job, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But hold on a minute. They were close to Tulane without Pratt. They were doing this, blah, 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 and they can't run. Judkins doesn't da, – da, da. like that's what you would be doing today on the A&M message board is going, well, I mean, Ole Miss looks beatable. Why not? Because of this is this. So I guess my point is everybody's in a glob right now, and I don't think it's realistic to simply point out everyone else's issue without looking inward to find your own at some point too – because, yeah, if you're just knocking on all cylinders, okay, but Ole Miss isn't right now. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, so going into the game, I'm told, Alabama believed that offense, Alabama believed that Ole Miss's offensive line was a liability. Coming out of the game, I'm told, they, they believe that they diagnosed that correctly. They were who they thought they were as – Dennis Green once said, yeah. sort of. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know what it is with the offensive line. Broker's not there. I think that's significant. Uh, you got to remember Jeremy James is coming off a pretty significant injury. Uh, I kind of wonder sometimes watching Caleb Warren if he's not playing hurt. I don't know why Jaden Williams isn't playing. I don't know why Kern has replaced him. I guess he's grades out better, I suppose. I don't I don't know. Um Acker doesn't play much anymore. Um, Pettis, Pettis does some things really well, and Pettis is a liability at times. He holds a lot. He gets called for it a lot. He gets away with it a lot. I mean, I, t- I told you the other day, between Pettis and Alabama's left tackle, I, I almost didn't blame the officiating crew for kind of going, you know what, if it's not just egregious, we're going to let it go because otherwise we're going to be here all night. I know that that's not what happened, but you understand my point. They could have literally just flagged them on every play. Just flag, flag on both of them. Yeah, they on, on the edges, both teams held, if you were in an NFL game, almost every play. And then look, I think we, you were guilty of this. I was definitely guilty of this. And I think most of the fan base was guilty of what I'm about to say. We really underestimated how big of a loss it was for Zach Evans to leave. Yeah. Zach Evans, it it gets overlooked because that game was such a nightmare for Ole Miss. But like he ran for two hundred something at Arkansas that night. He was dominant when he was healthy. Now he walked out of the Texas Bowl pissed off yeah, and sure. didn't even consider coming back. Yeah, I mean he got his hometown. He got six carries. He was pissed. Um, but they miss him. They don't have a Zach Evans to counter Quinshawn with. Now it's, hey, all focus is on four. The line's struggling. They're taking away A-gaps. And then so it, it gets and hard. And they haven't been able to use them in space. And for whatever reason, and I think this is one of those questions that you're never going to get really an answer to, and maybe Trey Harris is that guy if and when he comes back completely healthy. They don't have the receivers to create separation and so, therefore, the vertical passing game is is limited. 
And Alabama was able to get pressure with three men, with four men. They were able to drop seven, sometimes eight into coverage. Well, when you have that many guys dropped into coverage and you have receivers who can't get separation, man, the throwing windows are really, really narrow. And your offense gets pretty limited. And I think that's where they are right now. There's this a lot of talk about the play calling. Lane was asked about it yesterday. He said it's the same as it's been. He kind of got not defensive, but he kind of attacked the question a little bit. Hey, you guys don't ask about this when we're scoring. Well, no, of course not. But yeah, no, I I think it's absolutely a val if you're going to say, hey, you know what? Alabama looks down. Uh, Arkansas looks down. Auburn's down. Mississippi State looks down. I, I think you, it's, it's only fair to go, Ole Miss might look down. Ole Miss might not be who people thought it was. They're still getting credit in the polls and things like that. People still put them basically fourth in the SEC. But here we are. I mean, we talked about this stretch for a long time. Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, boom, boom, boom. One's down. One did not go anything close to how people, I think, kind of thought it would go. Most people. I think most people thought they would be a one-score game. Yeah, sure. And here's LSU. And LSU's a weird team. I've watched a lot of LSU this year. I've watched, with the exception of the Grambling game, I've watched every snap. And they're an interesting team. They're kind of hot-cold. When they're cold, they're kind of like, what the hell? And when they're hot, they are something else. They're big play dependent in a way, and it it's they can get themselves out of trouble, but they have to get themselves out of trouble. Well, like, sa- Saturday the, uh, against Arkansas was a good yeah. example. I mean, Arkansas took a 13-3 to lead with about two minutes to go in the first half, and LSU had a critical touchdown drive, big strikes. I mean, two big plays, boom, in the end zone. Malik Neighbors, get used to him, number eight. He is an absolute beast. People have a hard time guarding him. Mississippi State couldn't guard him. Arkansas couldn't guard him. Ole Miss has to guard him because he's Daniels' favorite weapon. Mm-hmm. And when they get going, they are like a – they get their whatever reasons for LSU. Against Florida State, against Arkansas, it's the same thing. When they get going, they're very hard to stop. But sometimes it takes them a while yeah, to get going. They're very much a downhill team. It's yeah. like momentum gets going, and they just sort of find it. And my point was they finished that. They went into the half with some momentum. They came out, boom, scored right away. And then that game went back and forth, and Arkansas simply couldn't stop LSU. Otherwise, Arkansas would have had a real shot at winning the game. They lost 34-31 to 31 on the final kick of the game, a chip shot for um, – I can't think of the kid's name. The kicker, I apologize to his parents if they're watching right now. Um it was, But it was a game that went back and forth. Now, on the flip side, LSU defensively, for all of the talent that they have on their front seven, and it's immense, uh, they, have, they have dudes on the front seven. Their secondary is very atypical for LSU. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's gettable. They'll, they'll blow assignments. They get beat. K.J. Jefferson for Arkansas had a terrific game. I don't know the stats, but he was played well. He played really well. Uh, Arkansas, without Rocket Sanders, was able to establish a running game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Arkansas struggled, and this is going to be a, a challenge for Ole Miss, too. Arkansas struggled at the tackles to contain pass rush. It broke down some things they were trying to do. It's the kind of stuff that 
Ole Miss is going to try to do, and Arkansas struggled to do it, and KJ got hit a lot because of their struggles with the tackles because LSU has – it's not just Perkins. They have dudes in the front seven that Mm -hmm. can really get after the quarterback. You have to stay ahead of the chains with them. You can't go third and nine, third and ten, third and 11. They tee off, and they'll come get your quarterback. They did it. They faced Florida State. They faced Arkansas. They they faced guys who you know can make plays with their feet at quarterback. So Jackson won't be the first mobile quarterback that they see this year. Yeah, and then we'll get into some of Jackson's game against Alabama as far as what Ole Miss tried to do from a play calling standpoint in a second. First, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience. Check out Twisted Tea, your go to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with five percent alcohol and no carbonation. Over the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. So you're tailgating in the stadium, you're in the parking lot, watching in a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate the experience. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it was a life-changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. They host our postgame show. Check out their exclusive selection of NIL products that directly give back to Ole Miss Athletics. Dead Soxy knows that success on the field is directly impacted by what they contribute off the field. They want you to be a part of the solution, and they'll give you something in return, the coolest socks on the planet. You can get individual pairs or sign up for the NIL Socks subscription. With the subscription, not only do you get membership perks and early access to exclusive collaborations, but you also receive a regular rotation of NIL Socks when you want them. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com slash rebels to learn more. Uh, do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Uh, those are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Go to rebelsretire.com to learn more. Again, that's rebelsretire.com. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, people, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. Or uh, if you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. 
Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take the credit. With a busy fall schedule, doesn't always leave you the time to spare. And HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. They're quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals. You can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. I've used HelloFresh multiple times over the course of the uh, years. They make it easy. The recipes are very easy to follow. That is one thing for me is uh, not the best cook in the world, but I can usually do it if you can make it simple for me. HelloFresh is able to do that. You just get the package in the mail, throw it in the fridge, and it's ready to go. They have all the good portions. They have good stuff there for you to feed the entire family with HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW. That's 50MPW. Use that code for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW. That's the same as the code. Then put the code in 50MPW for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months with HelloFresh. So looked at it. I saw this kind of interesting. I checked Dart and the pressure stuff. They that they put pressure on him. Basically, forty percent of his dropbacks on Saturday, Alabama did. He was he was under some duress on thirty nine percent of the of, of his dropbacks. What is more telling is he couldn't even get pa- or he didn't. I guess couldn't. Not the right word. He didn't get passes off most of those times. He had seven dropbacks where he couldn't get a throwback throw off at all um, because he was just under pressure and had to do something, take off, run, whatnot. They didn't blitz very much. They blitzed less than 25% of the time. Um, It was almost all, as you said, base pressure. They felt like Um, they could get pressure with base, and they made that adjustment at the half, and they just took, took passing lanes away from him. And Ole Miss, you know, there were times under Kiffin where they used the screen game a lot more. They've really gotten away from that recently. They tried to do it a little bit because I looked it up on Saturday morning. Texas hurt Alabama with Quinn Ewers with screen games and different things to kind of get them moving in different directions. Texas was really good about that, and it opened a lot of stuff up. Ole Miss attempted four screen passes and just simply didn't block them because they completed all four. Um, Four for four on those. They went for a total of eight yards. They just caught the ball and got hit immediately. Nothing there. Even their long was looking for it here. Six yards mm. on four on four screen passes. Just simply could not get anything going whatsoever. Dart so it tells was sacked you the five other times. the other three went for a total of two yards. Yeah, Dart was sacked five times. Yeah, he got hit a lot. Got hit a Got hit a lot. He, he can't hit. do that every week. Well, he slid in the second half. He did. Better slaughter than Corral at first. He, he, he got down That's better. True. Sometimes Matt slid. He like, looked like he was going to tear every ACL you're, you're every time. Break everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson. Well, Jackson played a lot of baseball. Okay. In, in all fair. fairness, I don't know that Matt was ever a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's true. Jackson played baseball at a really high level until he, because he didn't kind of commit to football until his junior year, I think, of high school. Yeah. No, the the, the one interception was a terrible decision. Horrible. It was. That was about it. That was one. He's thrown two picks in four games. Yeah. He's been good. He's been fine. Yeah. Frankly, if before the season you'd handed me Jackson Dart stats for the first four games and said, what do you think? I'd been like, oh, man, they're 4-0. They're rolling. Then if you'd handed me Quinshawn Judkins' stats for the first four games, I'd have said, oh. This got what, weird all of a sudden, didn't it? Three times? Yeah. And then got to give Alabama some credit for Saturday. They went in at the half, and they fixed something from a protection standpoint. 
and they started dialing up plays that Milrow could get comfortable with. And as he started to play with a little more confidence and a little more confidence, and they got that running game established, I remember Lane coming out of the half, Lane said, either either on TV or he talked to the sideline reporter and she said it, that, hey, they're going to run the ball. They're getting ready to run it here. And they did. They ran it. They ran it effectively. They took control of the game. And so now that film's out there. You know, now you're going to play over the next two weeks, nothing against Jalen Milrow because I thought he played really well and I thought he played really hard. And you can tell that the team likes him and plays for him. They're about to play two quarterbacks who are better than Jalen Milrow. If there's a criticism of Dart on Saturday, it's total deep balls. Now, again, I don't remember one being overly wide open and tons of separation for the wide receiver. So this is this is relative. Okay? This is where you'd love to see that coach's copy from behind. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it did not appear like Dart just missed some wide open receiver down the field. But five times on Saturday, he threw the ball more than 20 yards on a pass. So a deep pass, again, air yards more than 20. 0 for 5. Um no drops, only one was turnover-worthy, the one that was picked off, but none of the five are what PFF calls big-time throws, meaning it was on target and that was like an NFL-type throw. So they just got nothing out of the deep game whatsoever. 0 for 5, one pick, a bunch of nothing. Um, well, one of the baffling things, and I'm sure... And I think one of them was the Watkins throw at the end that he did overthrow Jordan. Yeah, in the end zone. That if you get it, you got to get the onside kick and the whole deal. But right. he overthrew Watkins on that on that ball. A lot of betting money got lost on that play. Sure, yes. Um, they had the play early in the game. Was, I think I want to say it was a twenty-one yard catch to Prescorn. Yeah, that's the, correct. In the middle of the field, mm-hmm. and I don't know that they ever went back there again. Now Alabama may have made an adjustment and took it away. I don't. I don't know enough. And watching on CBS, you're not going to get that. Um, but they never went back to him. They only threw to him one more time, and it was kind of underthrown a little bit, and he didn't catch it, but it was a screen sort of play. Um, He was gassed. You could tell he had not played in a while. Yeah, sure. Um, That's 60 snaps out of Franklin. I mean, he played a ton. I think he caught one ball. Yeah, that's the thing, 60 snaps, one ball. Yeah. Aiden Williams didn't play much. Two snaps. Uh, Braylon Brown's a non-factor. J.J. Henry is a non-factor. I heard about him in camp. Five snaps. Caden Lee had a touchdown against Mercer. Two snaps. He's a non-factor. Trigg didn't play. Zero. Trigg didn't play. Wolf's hurt. Kyron Heath played some. 16 snaps. And they went away from Priest Corn after the drop. Trey Harris, or whatever that looked like. Again, Trey Harris played some snaps. Five snaps. Obviously, he wasn't healthy. They targeted him twice in five snaps. Lane said he was shocked he played, but they put him in there. All right, we, see, we'll get to Lane in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Because, but that's 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 part of what's going on. This is two weeks in a row that we're playing mind games, real quick with injuries. The deep ball thing, I checked because I was curious because we know he obviously did well. Jalen Milrow, this is the game. Yeah, Jalen Milrow on balls twenty yards downfield, three or four, three of four for one seventeen and a touch. Yeah. He was who we thought he would be. He could get the deep ball. Yeah. He has really improved his game. You look at the stats from last year on his deep balls, and they were horrid. Couldn't do it. 
And he's he's actually kind of dominant with deep balls this season. I mean, I'm going to give their coaching staff some credit here. They they put him in very comfortable situations. They they called a game that fit his game. He made one very critical error, and it was a hell of an error. And Saban said Golding just tricked him. Yeah, he kind of moved, went, shrugged his shoulders, and went. Yeah, it happens. Whatever. Well, they're not asking him to be perfect. No, he can't be. Grind in the thread said he's a he's a poor man's Jaden Daniels, <clears throat> quite poor, but yes. More physical of a runner, obviously. Yeah, but doesn't have the... Daniels will kill you in the intermediate game. He will he will dice you up. He's very accurate. I'm impressed with Jim. Milrow is actually pretty similar to KJ. Yeah, not as big, obviously. Yeah, but they're not far off. KJ's, KJ's size and strength yeah. is one of his assets, obviously. I mean, he is a strong guy. Because he took some hits saturday that you think well that's going to take him down and he just kind of stays going yeah kept going kept going kept yeah, going he's he's he is a strong dude i'll give him that but you mentioned it um kiffin the only injury update last night in his sunday teleconference was tr- talking about trey harris playing i guess i don't, I don't recall anything else well, I don't even um, remember what he said. He basically just said that he thinks all those guys are probably full speed this week, that okay. they all kind of played but were rusty or hadn't practiced or whatnot. He said they knew Franklin and Priestcorn were going to give it goes, but it was their first time post-surgery from doing that. And then Harris, they did not think he would play, but that he was kind of juiced up with adrenaline before the game, and they let him get a few snaps. <laughs> yeah, probably not the only juice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and maybe he makes that big of a difference, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, if but if he makes that big of a difference, then you've you've got to start asking questions about. So how how did you get to a place as a wide receiver core where you are that dependent on a transfer from Louisiana Tech? How one did, of the reasons is the guy that you also brought in is now playing for some junior college in Texas. Yeah, but now there was risk. Assuming, oh, uh, sure. I mean, no, nobody the, went. Hey, I'm guaranteeing Chris Marshall is going to be a good Samaritan for there's a Michael thirty six months. There's a Michael Trigg Chris Marshall lesson to be learned. Yeah, sure. When blue blood programs USC Texas A and M yeah sure let a guy with that kind of athleticism walk after one semester. That I'm not saying you shouldn't go after them, but the antenna goes up and goes. Hey, you need to buy some insurance on this one. But it is walking onto the beach, and there are red flags everywhere. There's nobody to stop you from getting in the water. And you might have a great day. And you might end up just having the best day of your life. But the red <laughs> flags are there for a reason. There's a riptide. Yeah. There's, it's, it's a little dangerous. The shark may not get you. It, it might get somebody else instead. It might take your leg off. And it might get you. The red flags are there for a reason. And with Chris Marshall, there were red flags whipping on the beach. Yeah. Just you couldn't miss them. They rolled the dice and they missed. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Lane was Lane last night. I thought he was trying to move on in a de-emphasizing way after the week that he he, he had. Um, kind of did it with Twitter, too. Made a couple tweets about you know, crediting Alabama about going to miss the game and, 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 and the contest and all that kind of stuff. And 
two questions that he kind of raised my antenna on yesterday. First was Jake Thompson from On Three asked him about who, how does the play calling work right now? Mm-hmm. And Lane made some barb about how, yeah, sure, you ask about it after a game doesn't go well. And it's like, no, I mean, actually, the fan base has been wanting that question for weeks and seasons, Lane, actually. Yeah. Um, it is not simply because you scored 10 points, but you did score 10 points. It's part of the job. You make $9 million answer the question. Well, and, 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 and look, you've, you've put up all these yards, yes, but you did one of 73 of the points came against Mercer. Okay. You played Mercer. That's fine. Everybody, LSU Everybody played Grambling. Yeah, sure. Right. It's cool. Whatever. You didn't light Tulane up. And then you scored a whole bunch of points late against Georgia Tech to make that game look like something that for three plus quarters it wasn't. 38. So it's a legitimate question. Well, Lane is kind of, and, and again, it's, this is actually not his fault. This is sort of a media fan base fault. Lane hit for a long time has got the benefit of the doubt that if something goes really well, it's his credit. And if something goes poorly, it's on Weiss. Who's that remind you of? I know, it's true. Hey, throw the, throw the flip card and say Lane called up a hell of a play and he did this and he's wonderkin. And then, hey, they got really bogged down. Well, I mean, damn, Weiss, you got to fire him. It's like, well, it can't be all of whatever. And, I mean, Lane said, look, they called the offense. Talking about Levy and Weiss, I think, was the way he was answering yes. the question since he had been at Ole Miss. And he goes, I interject. We pick the plays during the week. Sometimes I say things. What what I, I, le- think, I let them do their jobs. Yeah, essentially. And I think what happened on Saturday, too, is it seemed like the TV cameras were catching more of him talking into the thing as the game was going on. So, I mean, it did. It, it, it piques your interest. You go, hold on a minute. That looks different than maybe we had seen it in the past. And maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's worth the question. And he sort of he de-emphasized that he was not – he wasn't – snippy yesterday yeah, a little bit well he got asked about tempo and he goes what do you mean tempo y- y- y'all don't ask that and then he comes back and basically admits that they've slowed down since harris went out i mean i, I thought he was irritated it was with chuck he's chuck said something along the lines of so do you think you're just slower because and lane goes well you said i was slow i we i, I didn't right. say that that was that was his answer but then he did say we had to slow down since two because trey harris was out of the game we've had to substitute more we got watched roger zero issues that was the non-verbatim answer he yeah. gave. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I couldn't read it because it's again it's a teleconference. I can't see his face. Right. I don't know if he was being snippy or if he was almost trying to, in his way, engage and barb and do oh, sort of a. That's a good point. I, I almost kind of felt like he was trying to be collegial in a way. Oh, okay. I, I read him more. I'm going to make some jokes and try to like poke you a little but it's not in the way when i'm really really annoyed it was more oh, of like i hadn't thought about it like that maybe so i'm just i'm, I'm camaraderieing here right now um i don't know again couldn't see his face you can typically tell that more in in normal press conferences where you can gauge his body language and yeah uh, i have well, no idea we're on zoom and he's not typically that way with us so it's hard to it's hard to say i, I i'm surprised that he's two weeks in a row and hey, look i'm assuming it's him right with with Chris Lowe, guys are doubtful, and then they play sixty snaps. Yeah, what's up? I don't get it. Why is quite because there's no reason in the world Chris Lowe should be wrong on Ole Miss injury reports ever. No, what's so? Why is Lane? It's one of the reasons when people do the whole the whole Lane Kiffin was never thinking about Auburn. I go look at Chris Lowe. Okay, he's his number one dude. I mean. Has been for a long time. I mean, I'm not going to say he was a mouthpiece. That's not fair to Chris, but 
Chris is a friendly reporter to those guys. Nick Saban referred to him as a friend on Thursday night. On Thursday night. I don't know how many reporters that Nick Saban would call a friend. Yeah. Might respect them, but yeah, I don't know sure. how many he would call a friend. Chris is able to get a level of access inside programs that most reporters never get. This is a compliment to Chris. Mm-hmm. But that's two weeks in a row that a player was doubtful for the game day show. And I know that Chris has to contribute to game day shows because I've talked to him before on a Saturday morning when he's like, hey, I got to go do this game day thing. And that was odd. Said Priest Corn was doubtful. Priest Corn was clearly not doubtful. The whole week he was playing. Zakari Franklin was doubtful. Zakari Franklin very clearly wasn't doubtful. Trey Harris, sure. I can buy the doubt there. Yeah, sure. But I don't I don't know. And so you can't just go, well, it's Alabama because he did it the week before with Georgia Tech with Quinshawn Judkins. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know the games that are being played or why they're being played. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss, really. I didn't see this before. Lane's, and we'll get into all the games and other stuff in a minute. Lane's social media answer, I kind of had to sit there and read it and go back through it a couple times because it was, <laughs> he was asked about a tweet that, and I'm not, I guess I can find it. He said Chuck he took asked the blame. Him, Chuck the asked game. him about the tweet where Lane said that he took the blame. And he said, why, why did you do that? Why are you, why is it all on you? And Lane came back with the, an answer. Cause I think what Chuck was trying to get at was, are you referring to something during the week that you put an overemphasis or of whatever on it? I think that was the, the possible premise of the question. Because otherwise, I don't know what mean. I don't know why it would be whatever. Because of course, head coach taking blame is not overly surprising. Um, but his answer. Did you delete it, Lane. I don't know. I can't find it. His answer was essentially, "Well, the players hear a lot on social media, and." When they hear it on social media, for whatever reason, it resonates more with them. And again, I'm, I'm using, I'm paraphrasing, more with them than when they hear it like from the crowd. He's like, you know, when, the, when you're walking off the field and the crowd goes, you suck, you suck, they, they don't really hear that. But when they read it on their phones, they it, 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 it impacts them. It more. impacts them and they're on their phones all day, every day, like everybody else is now. Yeah. Um, but certainly people that age. And all that's true. And sure. all that's true. Yeah, I, I don't see a that that tweet with Knox on the thing is not on his Twitter account. Okay, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm I went to look for the tweet and it is not there. He goes from the pictures going in to just his tweet yesterday where he said misplaying you guys always challenging preparing blah 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 gold standard blah 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 blah. That's it. So I don't know. <clears throat> but the point is. You're really concerned with social media, but then you did all the stuff you did all week. It's like, well, well, listen, the, he could deny this. Is the impetus then that he was trying to give his guys confidence on social media all I, week? I, I don't. He could deny this all he wants, um, and that's fine. He's certainly entitled to his opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. I, I think he's, I think Alabama is totally in his head. I think he's obsessed with that game, and I think he thought he was going to win that game. 
Jackson Dart said as much. They thought this was the time they they'd get him. Yeah, sure. You know, that's what he said. And I I think very clearly Lane thought that. Lane doesn't typically I don't you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not I don't follow his Twitter as closely as everyone else. Sure. When they played at Tulane, I don't recall Lane tweeting pictures of the of the road on the way into the Tulane Stadium. No, I don't like when so. they played at Arkansas last year. And and maybe I missed it. If I did, please correct me. I don't recall pictures of the of the drive from Rogers to, to Fayetteville. Not that I'm aware. I don't recall a picture of, of um when they turn off of Martin Luther King to get on I don't know the name of the road. The one that goes all the way down the stadium where the players pull in. I, I don't recall that. Maybe they, maybe he did. It's different for him. It's, he's, it's some, it, like I wrote in 10 Thoughts yesterday, he, it's a, I think it's a positive for him and for Ole Miss that that game is not on the schedule next year. I think for him it it is bright and shiny and and flashing like like Vegas at night. He just can't can't take his eyes off of it. He messes with his head. There's no doubt about that. He's obsessed with it. But it's done now. There's a lot of football left. And he doesn't play them next season. Yeah. So he he should be able to put that one away. Yeah. And it wasn't you know, late last season, it combined with the Auburn thing. But it's my point to earlier, right, is this to me is the challenge of this week. The Alabama game last year, not only was the end of the Alabama game, it was the end of any title hopes. Now, it turned out that they, that game didn't have title ramifications because LSU ran the table. But you didn't know that in early November that, hey, nobody was going to get LSU. In fact, earlier that day, Arkansas had damn near got LSU. So you're like, well, Arkansas is six and six. They can get, if they can do it, maybe somebody can, right? Maybe A and M would get them. I think the assumption A&M was A and M did get them. But A and yeah. M did get them. Just turned out not to matter because everybody lost games. But there was this assumption that if you could beat Alabama that day and run the table, that you'd have a real shot to get to Atlanta, which turns out would have been true. They would have. But when they lost to Alabama. And that was off the table, too. That team kind of lost its edge. And you know the rest of the story. So, to me, the, the the critical part of Saturday is, again, if you win, there's still a lot to play for. I mean, I think you can convince yourself, hey, Alabama could lose twice. Yeah, sure. Now, you got to beat Georgia for that to matter. That's not today's problem. Though. But that's not today's problem. You can worry about that down the road. But you lose to LSU? I mean, the reality is you wake up on Sunday, turn the calendar to October, and go, what are we playing for? Yeah, to go to Disney World. I mean, you know, we're okay, I guess if we don't lose again or just lose to Georgia, we can go to one of the Florida Bowls. Mm -hmm. That's not exactly the same fuel as, hey, we can make the playoff. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So that's that's his challenge this week is this is – someone was trying to say this is the biggest game he's coached. The atmosphere went from being – like circus carnival, this is incredible. Let's go go for the moon. To you, damn well better win it. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Ole Miss on Kiffin to win this game Saturday. Yeah, different level of tension. It's a totally different kind of pressure, but it's there. Yeah. Podcast brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Single game football tickets, including LSU, this weekend on sale. That's OleMissTicks.com to get your tickets for that. 
And remember, the Ole Miss basketball headed back to Tad Smith Coliseum for a game this season, Sam Houston State, in November. It's not on TV, not streamed. you got to be in the building. OleMissTicks.com to get tickets for that event. I'm doing a bunch of um, recognizing a lot of stuff. i got VIP packages with some uh, some neat things involved with that as well. So, again, that's OleMissTicks.com there with that to get your basketball tickets also, podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and offer medicine for your prescriptions at the same time each month and take care of you. You can transfer your medications, one phone call, they take care of the rest. So in Holly Springs or Oxford, 662-236-2222. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning, first thing. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. We are also brought to you by our friends at... um, Hold on, I'm catching up on something. A-Stock. A-Stock's a Nashville-based online retail company. They've got the power to provide their customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. The College Corner is coming uh, is, is in Oxford now. If you're coming up this weekend, stop by. It's in the Oxford Commons right off of Sisk Avenue. They've got more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear, plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. It's, uh, again, off Sisk just in the Oxford Commons. They also have two locations in the Jackson area, and you can always go to collegecornerstore.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle-based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Fall is here, gentlemen. It's time to get busy during the holidays. Don't let that stop you from sticking to the habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. Guys are the best in the skincare game with an easy routine. Keep your face looking pretty no matter your schedule. Plus, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab. Show your best self and first impression this fall. Plus, it is a great gift. They create high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup. 
twice a day routine to transform your skin. They know the skincare world is heavily female driven and has long been the wild, wild west for men. That's why they're making this solution simple. It includes three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts and ends your day. This face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night to help make your skin look tighter and smoother and reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. They're a leader in the men's skincare game made with only top-tier ingredients. Clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for just a few weeks. One minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have a great deal. You're not beating this offer. Use MPW at CalderaLab.com. 20% off right now. Get 20% off with MPW at CalderaLab.com to make unforgettable first impressions with the best gift this holidays. Get into, uh, let's see, lines for the week. I guess you sent those yesterday, did you not? I did. The Georgia line, Georgia at Auburn, is the craziest line. Oh, I haven't even seen it yet, so I'll be shocked in a second. I was going to mention this earlier because um, we went through a couple of these, but outside of the starters, Bentley, 19 snaps, Heath, 16, Jaden Williams, 15 snaps, Henry, 5, Acker, 5, Harris, 5, Aiden Williams, 2. 2. I, I Golden found a way to get Perkins involved on Saturday, and he was like excellent. Well, here's the thing. He made huge steps on Saturday. I, I say this every year, and then I don't do it. I'm going to do it this next year. It's going to be really boring, but I'm not. I'm not going just because they walk around telling people, "Hey, this freshman." They were the ones that were hyping Aiden Williams. Now he looked great in the part that we saw. Maybe something happened two weeks <clears throat> in. I don't know. But he was making plays day awesome. after day. One on ones, just destroying them. And and they were putting. They were making his. They were tweeting out stuff about him. And now he's just disappeared. He made a mistake against Tulane, but he started against Georgia Tech out of necessity, I guess. But Zakari Franklin comes in, and that's that. I, I don't understand it. There was a lot of J.J. Henry buzz, Caden Lee buzz in camp, and those guys don't get on the field. They're not part of the passing attack, and I don't know what that is. And no, before anybody thinks that I'm attacking Derek Nix, I'm absolutely not attacking Derek Nix, so stop. The, the question is, why can't they game plan those guys into games? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not good enough. But if they're not good enough, well, you signed them. Yeah, why? That's their, the question. Their success at wide receiver has come from guys they inherited, Elijah Moore, um, Braylon Sanders, or transfer guys that they signed. Brought in Malik Keith, Dontario Drummond, Trey Harris, um, the tight end from um, – he was there the first year. I, I can't remember. Kenny Yaboa. Thank you. Tipple. Thank you. I'm getting old. That's okay. They, the guys that they've signed, they haven't gotten a lot out of them. Got a ton out of Elijah. Obviously. I mean, 90 catches or whatever. Sure. I mean, but he was already there. They got a lot out of Braylon Sanders, and Braylon's an NFL talent, but he was already there. I don't understand that part of it. I mean, I'm, I, I want to get this right. So I'm pulling it up. Four games. Receiving. 
Players Ole Miss signed out of high school receiving. Aiden Williams, three catches, 66 yards through four games. Fewer snaps pretty much by the week. Okay. I guess technically Kyron Heath, four catches, 60 yards. Okay. Caden Lee, one catch, 34 yards. Touchdown against Mercer. Right. Braylon Brown, one catch. They signed Henry? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, seven, ten catches so far this season for pass catchers. Lane Kiffin has signed out of high school. Ten total catches. Yeah. Out of 78 catches as a team. So one out of eight catches is by someone that they signed out of high school. And frankly, that's a lot of mop-up time because... Sure. Again, they beat Mercer 73-7. to And that's with injuries to your top three guys. Yes. Which would create the depth that should elevate that number. Because right. even if you brought in the portal guys who are your premium guys, that's all with those guys hurt for three, three and a half games, depending on how you want to base last week. And still, nothing came up. You look around, and other people are playing young guys. Jalen Knox, one catch. It just just hasn't. It just nothing. Just didn't. To this point, that just hasn't happened. No. Just noticing it. Friday night, you uh, you went on Utah at Oregon State. Yeah. Or your Beavers lost you now. No, I'm they still lost good. The game. They're out. I'm still good. You jumping on Smiles' bandwagon now? I mean, maybe down the road, but not right now. Okay. Okay. Just wonder. Got to lose at least twice before I abandon you. BYU at nine fifteen going to get your attention on Friday night? Probably not. Hosting Cincinnati? It's certainly not. Big Twelve clash? No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I mean, realistically, Friday night I probably will be stressed out watching Cubs Brewers. No. Yeah. Charlie Morton out for an LDS. Saw that. that. Yeah. Can't wait for the Braves to get swept in three games. And they got some. You know, they got some issues right now. They do. They do. For sure. I'm sure they'll fix it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> Juggernaut for three God. days. <laughs> hit like 11 home runs in three days. 40-70 club. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 40-70. He's amazing. You'd love to got some odds like four years ago before they were, the rule change was ever possible. It said, hey, in 2023, some dude's going to sell steal 70 bases. And you went, You've lost your yeah. effing mind. Yeah, like nobody's even going to try to steal 70 bases. Yeah, teams won't have 70, no. 70 steals. Clemson only giving Syracuse seven at the Carrier Dome on Saturday, or whatever the hell they call the Carrier Dome now. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an odd line. That is an odd line. Mm-hmm. SC giving Colorado twenty two. Lay them. SC can't stop anyone. People are we're doing the thing like kind of the one game thing. And look, I get SC can't stop anybody. We've been saying it all year. It's what Lincoln Riley does, right? However, Arizona State. Was injured, banged up, and not great, and they were scoring points everywhere. I know on Saturday. I mean, you looked up and went, "Oh, that's not good." Well, SC's not running the Pac-12 t- table. It's not going to happen. Oregon's better. Washington's better. Dude, let me tell you. Let, we got lots of time this week. What are we doing? What are you talking about? People need to keep another eye on Washington. There might they're, be real. They, they 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 look they look the part. Michael Penix just up there throwing touchdowns. I mean, That's all he does. He'd be in New York today if the Heisman ceremony were today. Nix would too. Yeah. yeah. Bo Nix is having a hell of a season. 
It's got to be like some PTSD stuff for Auburn fans, right? He's up there be. just rolling, Has and you've got be. this stuff going on over here. And you've got that quarterback room. Because Auburn's defense is pretty good. You hand yeah. Hugh Bo Nix right now and oh, cooking. Ooh. They'd be interesting. They'd be cooking. Because defensively, they held They're their own good. with A&M oh, the other day. Good. Yeah. I know. But yes, I'm laying the 22 SC against Oregon on yeah, I'm Saturday. Not, I, 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 I acknowledge that Oregon's probably going to score some points. I mean, that, that SC's that Colorado's going to score some points, but Dion said he's keeping receipts and you just better get him now. Okay. Just better get him now. Okay. It's the worst they're ever going to be. The reactions to reactions on Colorado is probably a reflection of our <laughs> country's climate right now. I mean, come <laughs> on. Well, it was the backpedaling. You went from, oh, my God, they're the best story in sports. They're the whatever to, well, I mean, you know, they still don't have any talent. And we knew this was coming. It's like, hold on a minute. No, that's not what you said last week. It's not week. what you said. Yeah. No, you made it out to be, I mean, Dennis, you said that Colorado had more brand exposure than Ohio State and Alabama right now as programs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come, come on. But boy, there's some media people that just, I don't know, they they're not making much money. They just have big jobs. A&M minus seven in Arlington against the Razorbacks. We don't know Connor Wegman's situation at this point. My guess is that he's out. Then I'm going to take my points and expect Arkansas to muddy this game up. I think so. This game's typically close. It's typically close. Arkansas frustrates A&M and kind of bogs it down. Backup quarterback. I know Max Johnson's fine. But let's not make it into something. Arkansas's crazy. question will be this: Sanders may be back. He might be back. Arkansas's question will be this: It's going to be. It's it's amazing how similar Arkansas and Ole Miss kind of are in in some ways. If Arkansas's tackles can hold up, and I mean penalties and avoid and give KJ some time, I think Arkansas <clears throat> will win the game. If they don't, they can't. It's going to come down to their tackles. Can their tackles hold up against what is a very talented Texas A&M front four? I mean, really, really good. Yeah. They gave Auburn fits. And maybe Auburn's offensive line sucks. I don't know. But Texas A&M's defensive line was just disruptive against Auburn. And if they do it again against Arkansas, they'll, they'll beat Arkansas. Now, on the flip side, if they don't, I actually like Arkansas's chances. They played a really good game in Baton Rouge. They did. Spent a lot. To their credit. They spent a lot. Made LSU spend a lot. Mm -hmm. But they played really well. They corrected some things from the week before. They still had the same issues, offensive line, jumping. But they got better, and they're going to get Sanders back here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll see. Um, yes, I save NFL for Tuesday, but to answer your question, well, nay, I need another day to process what happened to the Saints in multiple areas in ways yesterday. Um, I was not ready to talk about that yes, yes, today anyway. I have found myself pulling against Sean Payton. Um, pretty hard, frankly. I laughed at him giving up 70 and how many every yards yesterday. Um, and that's from somebody, and I have no reason for this. I don't necessarily like Miami. I use typically pull against the Dolphins. I, I, I have no, there's zero emotional whatever behind it. But if two games, if two teams are playing and the Dolphins are on the screen, I'm normally against the Dolphins for whatever reason. I don't, mm. I don't know, but I mean, I don't care. 
But I found myself kind of wanting to see just how high they could run it up yesterday and just oh, kind of keep going. They ran it up pretty high. I, I have to give the report. The reporter asked a terrible question, but I did really enjoy it yesterday. Him asking Sean Payton something about, you know, don't you kind of consider this sort of historic? You give up this many yards and points and he said something else. And Sean goes, is, is there a question in this? And he goes, well, I mean, is it not just like historically remarkable? And Sean looked like he wanted to combust, combust in ways that are hard to to put into words, but got quite the rebuild going on there um, in, in Denver. Florida and Kentucky. Kentucky minus two and a half against the Gators. I don't know what to make of Florida. I, I, I got nothing. They they're it's an ugly game. They don't score a ton of points. They're pretty good defensively. I Ugh. mean, I, I think I take Kentucky and lay the points. Well, because Kentucky is comfortable in these kind of games. This is their. We don't give him enough credit. We really don't. They're super steady. They don't rock the boat. They just kind of do their thing. They get them to basketball season every year at a place that wasn't that long ago they sucked all the time and now they're they're pretty good they're fine never an embarrassment really i don't know what i'm doing with that game yet i don't know yeah i gotta think about it yeah yeah I don't know if Tulane's getting a Pratt back this week, but they're minus 21 and a half against UAB, who gave Georgia a little bit of a game for a half on Saturday. Yeah. Trent Dilford's squad played hard. They did, and you have to assume that Georgia was playing with its food. Big game uh, for your Jags this week at James Madison. Yeah. It was rough. Tall order. Tall order coming off a really disappointing loss. Oh, they lost Central Michigan? Mm-hmm. Last play. Oh, really? Yeah. James Madison minus three and a half at home against the Jags. Be a tough assignment. Scrolling through Kansas and Texas, the Longhorns giving seventeen to the four and Jayhawks. I mean, Texas is going to win the game, but sure. What? It's kind of an opportunity for them to sort of make a statement a little bit with Kansas getting some pub. They could pop them. Sure. Yeah. Auburn at home getting fourteen and a half from the Bulldogs. What am I missing? Georgia can't score. They can't score. Well, neither can Auburn. Can they score 17 points? I know we do that, but... I mean, I'm not sure Auburn's scoring against that defense. I kind of think I'm taking Auburn. Oh, wow. Georgia can't score. All right, I get they it. They haven't played anyone. They scored 27 points against South Carolina. That's true. South Carolina defensively is not good. Will Rogers looked decent, pretty good against South Carolina last week. Well, not to pile on here, but if, if yeah. everybody's right and Georgia can't score and Georgia's super vulnerable, people might really look back on the Alabama <laughs> game and go, wow, what if? I didn't say super vulnerable because their defense is just this big brick wall that stands in front of you. But I, Beck doesn't look it. I mean, Georgia media was kind of spinning the, hey, did some good things. It's like you're playing UAB. Did some good things. Thanks. That, I know. that fixed it. I get they scored in the 40s, but you – because they get the ball over and over and over again. Nobody does anything against them. So they're three and out, no first downs. They just get the ball back, and they get the ball back, and they get the ball back, and they still don't score. I said all this, they're going to score 58 points against Auburn <laughs> this week, but whatever. Sure. Fine. I'm fat and happy. I'm Kirby, resting on my Kirby would probably titles. like to. Well, he would. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, Let's see. Kirby and Hugh, do they, have, do they ever have a kerfuffle? 
don't think so. Recruiting trails and such. Oh, uh, well, I mean, Laramie. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd have been, yeah. Was Kirby there yet? No, that was still rigged, wasn't it? Yeah, that's so. Kirby's first. Kirby's first year was the stomping in Oxford. Yeah, I wonder if he remembers that one. Because that was bad. Ole Miss popped Yeah. Him. He probably does remember it. I think so. But again, Kirby, I mean, at least publicly, go dogs. Yeah. Go dogs. Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. Off field got plenty for you, but yeah. no, no, no. Go dogs. Go dogs. Right. Just machine. Run my program. Machine. This is where Neil gives a lot. Drinkwitz, tons of credit. 13 and a half in West End on Saturday. 13 and a half at Vanderbilt. They keep winning. They're ranked this week. The fact that they're ranked. Well, they are. I know. What is my deal? I don't know why you hate him so much. <laughs> I, I, don't get, I don't get it. He drives me insane. The more I hear about him, the more I'm like, eh. I actually think I'd kind of get along with him. He would irritate me. I, he's smart. I think he's a less... He's pretty well adjusted for a football coach. I was going to say, he's, I think he is a less gimmicky, self-obsessed Hugh Freeze. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between the two. One's more comfortable in his own Fix like There actually are very similar when Hugh lets his guard now. Yeah. That at least to my understanding of Drinkwitz, I've never met the man. Yeah. I mean, I haven't met him either, but only I've, sports can make you go. I got all these opinions on a dude that I've never well, been in the same state with. I mean, obviously I'm good friends with someone who covers him. Yeah, sure. And so I hear a lot of Drinkwitz stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And he's generally okay. Yeah. Right. Well, from a local media standpoint, yeah, I think he's okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's A lot of freeze similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. 13 and a half, I'm just laying it. I'm not taking Vanderbilt to cover anything. No. I refuse. No. So whatever no, you want to do, Whatever. Fine. Kentucky covered 14. I'll just lay it again. I'm not going to lose a Vanderbilt. If you've got like TV4 in your man cave, Memphis minus three at Boise State. I mean, against Boise State, it's an interesting game on Saturday, sort of. Yeah. You go, yeah. Okay. okay. I can turn my head sideways and kind of get it. LSU, uh, that line is down to three. Yeah, I had it at two and a half yesterday. Oh, okay. It was at five at one point. LSU minus three at Ole Miss. I mean, my initial is lay them. Yeah. No, I get it. We'll get into it as the week goes on. I mean, just <clears throat> matchup standpoint, can Ole Miss's tackles hold up against their pass rush? That's the question to if, me. If they can, you've got a real shot. Yeah, that's, If they can't, you have no shot. Can Dart operate and can they do anything intermediately and down the field? And, and then, can you run at all? And can you guard neighbors? Yeah. And how are you guarding them? The, their ability to get yard after yards after catch. They, and Daniels is going to try to give you it a couple times, so take it when he gives it to yes, you. Yes, yes. Catch yes. the football. Don't let him get rolling. Because he's really he's really hard to stop once he gets going, and he will extend plays with his feet. Yeah, he is he's a very crafty quarterback. He is. I, I'm a fan of his. I think he's really good. But look, if they don't have Malik Neighbors, they lose Saturday night. They do. He, he was the difference. They defensively, you can go get them, but you can only get them if you hold up on the edges. If you don't hold up on the edge against that pass rush, they. 
they will get you they they will absolutely get you out of your game and you you start asking way too much of your quarterback. Yeah. Take a break to you about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans style barbecue, the signature. It's great protein options. Great for lunch. Great for dinner when you're uh, really, really busy. Let Prime Shrimp help you. You get it delivered straight to your door. Five, five, buy five pouches or more and get 25% off with code RG. That's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about a trip that you want to create a lifetime of unique memories, you need to get in touch with my friend John. He uh, is going to give you some parameters. I mean, you give him some parameters. You give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're just not going to find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. He's terrific. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Um, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square is the perfect place to uh, plan your uh, festive party event, your company dinner, your Christmas party. Opa can accommodate up to 200 guests. They have uh, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. For catering or booking information, call Jeannie, 601-421-7147. We'll have our picks up on Thursday. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or uh, more. They can help you at service specialists. It's always free for the candidate, so you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662 832 5138 or check out their new and improved website service specialist ltd.com get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at corinth dental dr bubba mcqueen dr jenny beth hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment including implants and invisalign corinth dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals schedule your appointment today Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Pockets is brought to you by Johnstone Creamery. JohnstoneCreamery.com. They got their great tailgating packages. And obviously for LSU, you want to go ahead, get things scheduled, take care of what you got going on on campus for tailgating this weekend. Because it's really easy. You order right there on the website. You pick up at Chicory Market. You specify the game you're ordering for. If you'd like to pick up on Friday or Saturday, they got tons of charcuterie trays. They got desserts. They got crudite. They got stuff for you, including their cheesecake dip. It's fantastic. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need with their packages. So, again, that is JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Uh, let's see. Notre Dame, suddenly this game is interesting. They put all that into Ohio State. Oh, yeah. At Duke on Saturday yeah. for game day, five and a half, the Fighting Irish, given the Blue Devils. I don't hate Duke here I at don't all. Either. Getting those guys back up after that travesty on Saturday. Ohio State scores on the last play of the game, and you only had 10 men on the field. You basically gave them the lane that they scored in. You didn't basically give it to them. You yeah. gave it to them. <sighs> be hard to... Hard to get back from that one. You talk about a flat practice today. I was really pulling for Notre Dame for whatever reason. I was too. Were you? I wanted Hartman to do well, and I don't know Sam Hartman. You know, it's a funny thing. I hear Ryan Day interviewed, and I like him. Uh-huh. I see him on the sideline, and I don't. Really? It's a bizarre thing. 
what what did we get into Saturday that for suddenly coaches decided to yell at senior citizens for comments made? Ryan Day goes after Holtz. Yeah, he goes after Holtz. And then the Washington State dude goes after Corso. Corso. What what are we doing? You're Ohio State. Do you need disrespect because go beat Michigan? What are you what are you doing? Well, what the hell are we doing? And, and I got either you're Ohio State or you're not. Basically, basically, you're proving their point right now by doing this. You're soft. You're worried about that. Agreed. Go run it. And I get why Washington State's pissed off. Eh, I do. They're pissed off. They're They're just in a bad mood, and I don't blame them. But you're going to take it out on Lee Corso. And by the way, college football's teddy bear. What are we doing? And that show. I know this is sacrilegious to people. It's just bad. It's not good anymore. It's not entertaining. It's not funny. It's not informative. It's just this show that people watch because they've always watched it. It needs a total reboot. You've got one guy on there who's trying to be this personality who's stretched way too thin. Herb Street's pretty good. The rest of them, there's just not much there. And I would hope that if I got to that point in life, if I'm fortunate enough to live that long, I mean, this is it, right? I would hope, I would hope, I would hope that someone who loves me, like the four people on earth that love me, I would hope that one of them would come to me and say, hey, dad or Neil or whatever, it's time. Let's, let's take Saturday off. Let's enjoy the Saturdays you have left. Let's relax. I would hope because it's it's unwatchable. It's, it's not a good show. Do they have? Because it's it's a nostalgic audience. It's kind of the same audience over and over and over and over again. Do they have market research that says they just want to continue to see this thing? I don't know. I don't know whether it's that or it's, or it's almost like Joe Paterno and he just won't leave and you can't fire him and it's yeah, letting I, the letting him choose his own time. I don't know. No, I mean Clark says, "How do you hate something so much that you say you never watch?" It, it's it's but you get bombarded with it on social media. It's everywhere. I mean, and I'll see it on, and I'll give it five minutes, and it's horrible. And the only people that like it are these, it's the nostalgia people. That's it's, it. It's the preview show that is like Mike and Mike used to be in the morning. It's just a palate cleanser for the day. Sure. It's, we're going to line it up. We're going to tell you who's hurt. We're going to give you some very basic stuff. And then we're going to let everybody else talk about this stuff all day. Yeah. It is your setup show. Frankly, I don't think it's supposed to be compelling. I think it's just, yeah. hey, we're. We are a three-hour filter that's going to give some neat stuff from a campus, and we got a story or two, and mm-hmm. here's the very base. They're going to bring a celebrity in stuff. at the end to make yeah, some yeah, picks, yeah, yeah. right? I think it actually accomplishes the thing they I want saw, it to look like. I saw the picks because I was dialing, I was do, tuning in for the beginning of Texas A&M Auburn, which was supposed to start at 11, so I had it on, and that I turned it to ESPN, got on my bike right there, yeah, sure, and was waiting for it to come on. And they had to do five more minutes of stuff before they went to College Station, which was fine. I didn't miss anything. But I saw the picks segment. It's just, I don't know. 
like I said, it's you you criticize that show and, and hardcore college football fans get angry. I get it, one hundred percent. Tennessee minus twelve and a half hosting South Carolina. Uh line's about right. Yeah, it's a weird mm-hmm. I don't know what to make in Tennessee. I knew they were going to blow out UTSA because they beat the hell out of bad teams. And without a healthy Frank Harris, UTSA is bad. Bad, sure. So that was that was fine. Iowa giving an 11.5. Can they score 11.5? Michigan State on Saturday? Michigan State's awful. Probably. This feels like a, a lay actually. Probably. They probably cover this line because they're It's playing, hard to get to 325 when you have a zero. A zero affects the 325. What what they're allowing that man to do to his own program is criminal. Yes. They've allowed a coach that has been ultra successful and done a hell of a job for so long make a mockery of the program. Publicly. Frank, frankly, they should fire Kirk Ferentz. They could. They should. They should. They should. This move. is beyond... Because because you hired your family, you've allowed your program to be a laughing stock. These stories on Sunday morning nationally are about this stupid drive for 325. Yes. That you've you created this stupid narrative. You did it. It's on you. They should fire him. Because that should be at least a on a scale of one to ten a seven job. Yeah. It's a fine job. It's yeah. a good job. Yeah. It's fine. Uh West Virginia TCU has a chance to kind of be fun on Saturday. TCU yeah. minus eleven and a half. That's a big line for that game. West Virginia kind of they're hanging in. Figuring it out a little bit. They're kind of being the Big 12 Missouri a little bit. Just little bit. winning some games. Yeah. Neil Brown. Yeah. He had to win some games, and he is. Alabama giving 14 and a half in Starkville on Saturday. What's the over-under? 52. Don't hate the under. Oh. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. I don't mind that at all. I think Alabama covers that. And then, Neil, uh, at 9.30 on Saturday night, you'll be tuning in to Nevada and Fresno State to get your final game of the day. No, I will be done. Actually, at 9 o'clock, you get Washington. Who are they playing? Arizona. Uh. A lot of points coming in that one, baby. 70 is the over-under on that so one. 5 o'clock kick, done at 8.15. I leave the press box at about 10.15-ish. It's about right. Yeah, Flip on for Washington, Arizona. You flip it on for a minute, and you're like, what's on the cooking channel? Yeah. Yeah. You got more? Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, what he said, what he meant later today. That's brought to you by uh, Andy Ludicky at MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran, Call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including uh, horseback riding offerings, from beginner to nationally recognized competitions and so much more. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered. Home or business, as a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, 
Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. And are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town, Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town, Oxford is right next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, and four-bedroom homes, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their uh, amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort, whether it's a weekend binge session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style. They are designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break up the gang. Instead, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. College Town Oxford, this must be the place. Text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. 662-300-3733. Let Heavenly Sunshine take care of your Christmas lights this holiday season. They're beautiful, but they can be a lot of work. So do the hassle and the work for you with a full-service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. Use commercial-grade LEDs and 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights. You take care of the gifts. Book in the month of September. Still a few days more in that. The month of September with the MPW 10, and you get a free 30-inch deluxe lighted wreath there with Heavenly Sunshine Oxford in Mid-South over four decades. they got commercial residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, window cleaning, and much more. That's HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203. Yes, we'll get into uh, some NFL stuff tomorrow. Lane Kiffin has his press conference today at noon, or his second press conference in as many days um today as at noon so we'll have uh have that and whatever else comes throughout the day yes don't forget if you're looking for a residential or a commercial or property oxford or <clears throat> tupelo get in touch with whitney mcnutt whitney mcnutt of tommy morgan homes incorporated you can get in touch with whitney at 662-567-2573 or whitney at tmhomes.com so a lot of info, college football leading up to Ole Miss and LSU, 5 o'clock Saturday from Baltimore Way Stadium. So I hope all of you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.